0: Well, good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good. That was, that was a resounding good right there. Well, I say this a lot, but I'm thrilled to be with you this morning. It's great to be in God's presence together. And, um, and today we're going to be talking about our vision. Um, the, the board and the staff have, been, have spent months praying and fasting over what the vision of our future looks like and so the next 4 weeks today and three more weeks we're going to be talking about our vision which is upward outward forward upward meaning that we be, that it's god's will that we will grow in our faith that we will become more like christ that we will grow upward in our faith to be like jesus and and so that's the first thing upward outward meaning that that we are called to go outside the walls of the church to serve our community and to reach others For Christ and forward, meaning that we are going to invest in the future, in the younger generations, in the generations that come behind us, um, so that the kingdom will continue to grow. So we're going to invest in the future of the church as well as the present. And so that's our vision going forward, and I'm excited to share these things with you. Today, I get to preach one of my favorite passages. I've preached it before to you, but I'm going to preach it again in a different way, and I'm excited about that. Um, but, but upward, outward, forward. Um, this is where we believe we need to go. And so today, we're going to talk about the first part of that, upward. Um, and, and I've got, I had this idea, and I have no clue how this is going to work, so, uh, so we'll see. But I'm going to use some helpers. I want to get you to get a visual of this to start. So, so I need my boys to come up here. Could my four boys come up here? I talk about my boys quite a bit. And, um, and I feel like it, it would be good for you to get to see them. That way you know the ones I'm talking about. But I also want you to see something. I want you to see a picture of, of this upward. So Eli's helping Jack over there here. Why don't you get an order here? Charlie, you stand here. Sam, why don't you stand here? I also want to give them something to be mad at me about later, right? I'm going to get them up in front of everyone. My dad was a pastor, and he would always, um, when he would talk about us in sermons, we would make him give us candy. So, Jack, can you stand on your own? No? No? Okay. All right. (laughs) Jack's got somebody's phone. Um, So, these are my boys. And here, why don't you come over here to me, Jack? Can I see you? All right. So, this is Jack. Jack just turned three years old. You hear me talk about Jack every once in a while. And, and Jack's a little bit shy right now, but, but he's three years old. How many of you have had a three-year-old child? Okay, I was once a three-year-old child. Um, but, but Jack, you know, he's, he's young, and, um, and he's still figuring things out. He's, he's kind of learning language right now. He's in that fun you know, time where he's learning different words, and he's, he's starting to, to show his personality and his sense of humor, and, and uh, you know, Jack's a fun kid, um, but he's three years old, right? Okay, go back to Eli. Here we go. All right. And then here we have Charlie. You hear about Charlie a decent amount. Charlie, how old did you just turn? Five. Five. Five years old. So Charlie just turned five. Now, Charlie's a little bit taller and a little bit older than Jack. At one point, he was Jack's size, but now he's grown a little bit. And at one point, he was doing all the same things that Jack was doing, learning to talk, learning to communicate, learning to show his personality. Now, Charlie has quite a bit of personality as he scowls at me. (laughs) Charlie loves Transformers. Um, Charlie loves superheroes. And Charlie has, one of the things he's developed lately, which is kind of fun, is he likes to tell dad jokes. And, and so most of those jokes are just jokes that are kind of, you know, making fun of me, which is, which is fun. And so that's Charlie. Charlie's a lot of fun. And then we've got Sam. Sam, how old are you? Eight. eight. He just turned eight. I'm not asking because I don't know. I'm asking so that you can hear from them. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so Sam just turned eight. So at one point, Sam was Jack's age, and he was learning language, and and then at one point, he was Charlie's age, and now he's eight years old. And Sam just had had a baseball game yesterday. Sam plays baseball. Um, Sam is a wonderful, loving young man, and Sam is also an artist. He loves to draw. He loves to make things. He loves to paint. And so you can kind of see this progression, like where you have a three-year-old who's just figuring things out. He's figuring out the iPhone right now, and then you have a, then you have a, a five-year-old who is a little bit further along, and then you, you have an eight-year-old, and then we have Eli who is 10 years old, okay? And Eli's the oldest, and you could see he's, you, you see this upward trend, don't you? And um, Eli's 10 years old, and Eli is incredibly gifted in a lot of different things. You may have noticed Eli's running a camera for service today for our virtual campus. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Eli loves to create things. He did a a school project recently where they made a website. I don't know how to make a website. And and so we see this, you see this upward. I wanted you to see this picture because we're talking about growing upward. And we're not talking about height necessarily, but we're talking about growing in our faith. And guess what? At one point, I was this size, And 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 at one point, I was three, and I dealt with the things that three-year-olds deal with, and then five, and then eight, and then ten, and I grew. And so, you guys can go on down. Thank you very much. Thank you for being good boys. Good luck in your game, Charlie. I owe you guys. But, but I wanted you to see kind of this progression. I could have talked about it, but it's more fun for you to see it. And one of the things that's amazing as a parent is to watch your kids grow, to watch your kids mature, to watch the personality come out, to watch them figure things out and, and grow and, and, um, and, and, you know, and then Eli just takes over parenting for us and we're, we're done. And so that's nice. Thank you, Eli. But... But but see, the same way that we grow as we get older, the same way that we mature, the same way that that we um, get older and wiser and figure things out, we are called to grow spiritually. So, So just starting out, I want you to understand that every single one of us is on a journey of faith. Now, there may be some of you in here that would say, I'm not there. I don't have a relationship with God at this point. There, we're all at different places, but every single one of us is on a journey of growing in our faith. See, God created each and every one of us, and God created each and every one of us for relationship and for growth. And so God created us to be in relationship with the Creator, with Himself, but also to be in relationship with each other. And so, that's what we're created for. We weren't created to stay three years old as humans. We weren't created to stay five. We weren't created to stay eight or ten. We were created to grow and mature. And so the same thing is true in our faith. God calls us to grow in our relationship. And so all of us are on a journey. I want you to Picture that, picture this journey. And so, so I believe it's God's will that, that each of us should live in relationship with him and grow in that relationship. And, and like I said earlier, there may be some of you watching online, there may be some of you in the sanctuary this morning that would say, I haven't began that relationship with God in my heart yet. I'm not there yet. And I want you to understand that doesn't mean that you're not on this journey because you're here. And I believe that God is working in each and every one of our lives. There may be some of you here today that would say, I'm on this journey, but I'm really early in it. I'm, I'm kind of like a three-year-old and that I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring out what the language is. I'm, feeling it, I'm figuring out how to act and what it looks like. And then there are some of us that, that have been on this journey a long time and have grown and have matured and, and have become more and more deep in our faith. And so since it's God's will that we grow in our faith, we as a church, WCN, Westchester Nazarene Church, we want to see each and every one of you grow in your faith. And so, so you were given a piece of paper on your seat there. Everyone, look, there's a brown little piece of paper. It's not the bulletin that they handed you, but in your seat there should have been a little um, skinny piece of paper. If you didn't get one, raise your hand and we'll get you one real quick. Anybody need one? All right, Pastor Deb's helping me out, Pastor Jay's helping me out. Anyone else? Yeah, kids and all, let's all get one. All right, and then also in the seat in front of you, if you're sitting in the front row, you have to, might have to turn around to the, the seat behind you, but there are pins in each of the seats. So I want you to grab a pin, and I want you to grab that piece of paper. I had one right here I could have showed you. I just decided to be awkward about it, but here is one right here. So I want you to open this thing up. And when you open it up, you'll see this discipleship survey on the inside, and I talk to you about the fact that we are all on this journey in different places. We all are at a different place in our faith. But I want you to start filling out this survey. Now, I don't want you to put your name on it. You don't have to put your name on this. This is not about me figuring out where you're at in your faith and bringing you up and embarrassing you in front of everyone like I just did with my kids. That's not what this is. But I want you to honestly fill out this survey, and I want you to honestly think about where am I? on my journey of faith and that relationship with God. There's some some markers in there. You'll see number one says not open to salvation. Number three would be I've accepted Christ. I'm in that relationship. Number five would be I'm growing in Christ. Number seven would be I'm a fully devoted follower of Christ. And number 10 would be I've achieved Christ-likeness. Like, I'm there. I'm going to doubt that there's many tens in here, if any. But, but give yourself, think about where you're at. You don't have to put your name on it. Fill out those other questions. And, and I want you to think about where you're at on this journey. When you're done with that, you can tear it off. It's perforated, so there's a little spot that you can tear it off. Go ahead and tear it off. Turn it upside down so that nobody else is going to check it out and, and look at you funny. And then I think we've got some kids that are going to help. Kids, do we have kids that are helping today? Where are you at, kids? Stand up if you're helping. All right, what I want you to do is when you're done with that little survey, I want you to tear it off, and I want you to pass it down to the end of the aisle, and our kids are going to collect them. And this is why we're doing this. We want to know where everybody's at. We want to know what what percentage of us are a 2 on the scale or a 6 on the scale or an 8. And our goal as a church is to help everyone grow upward in their faith. And so, tear that off, pass it to one of the kids that's coming around. If the kids haven't come around yet, hold it up and they'll come get it. If you're finished, you can talk to your neighbor and tell a funny joke, tell a dad joke about me. It's all good. If you need one, Charlie will help you out later. We've got some over here, kids. we need some help over here. This section we 've got some older kids helping out. way to go. Oh no, you were passing your Zendale. okay <laughs> all right now as you as you fill that out, I want to make something really clear to you, and I, I think we should be about wrapping this up this wasn 't a a really difficult quiz. Um, I, th- I think you can all pass this quiz. <laughs> um, but but as, you, as, as you finish filling this out, I, ju- I just want to continue on, and I want to make something very clear to you. There may be some of you in here, like I said, we're all at different places on this journey, and there may be some of you in here that maybe as you filled that out, your place in that journey doesn't seem like it's as far along as, as you hope it would be, or maybe when you're filling that out, you're tempted to think, oh, I'm not as important or I'm you know, i not as good as these other people because my number is lower on the scale and I'm not as far into my relationship with Christ. You may be tempted to think that because of your place on that scale, you're not as important or... You're not as loved by God as others. I wanna tear that down right now, and I want you to know that the progress of your journey does not make you more or less important or more or less loved by God. Every single one of us is a child of God, whether you know it or not, whether you're in that relationship or not. God created you, and God desires relationship. If you're just getting into this, you're not any less important than the person that's been here 40 years that's developed in their faith you know what? I brought my kids up here. I don't love Eli more than I love Jack, just because Eli's older and more mature. I love them both the same because they're my children. And God loves each of us the same. God loves all of us more than we'll ever know. And so I want you to know, no matter where you're at on that scale, God loves you. You are important. You are valuable to God, but also it's God's will that you grow. I love Jack, and I love Eli, and they both need to continue to grow up and mature. But I don't love Jack less than I love Eli, but I want to see them grow. My goal as a parent is to help them grow in their maturity and also in their faith. And and so, So regardless of where you are on the journey, I just want you to know that God loves you, and that you are valuable and important to the kingdom to God to this church to us and so just know that please on uh, today Today we're going to be talking about growing up. We're going to talk about um, growing in our faith. And, and so, so as we talk about that, I, I want you to understand that it is God's desire for you to grow if you're an eight, and it's God's desire for you to grow if you're a one. It's God's desire to grow if you're a three. It's God's desire to grow it, for you to grow if you're a six. No matter where you're at on your journey, it is God's desire that you continue to continue to grow and mature in your faith. Just because some of you are a little bit older than 10, I won't say in age because then someone might be offended. Just because some of you are a little more advanced in life does not mean that it's all over and that you aren't supposed to continue to grow and mature. God's calling is for each of us to continue to grow. And so as we talk about upward in the vision, we're talking about that each and every one of us, regardless of what you put on that survey, where you're at in that journey needs to grow in your relationship and your maturity with Christ. And so it's God's will for you to grow. Now, one of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians chapter 4, and and it gives us a calling and a blueprint for how we grow in the body. And so we're going to work through that piece by piece. Stick with me here, and we're going to work through Ephesians chapter 4. It's a great scripture, and it's so important for us today. So we're going to start with chapter 4, verses 4 to 6, and I'll read them to you. It says, there is one body and one spirit. Let me start again. These first four words are so important. There is one body, there is one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Did anyone notice a theme there? What's the theme? Say it louder. I I just hear a bunch of grumbling. One. Okay, thank you. Yes, there's this theme of one, and this this first part is what I want to dwell on, these first four words, because this is so important for us today. This letter is one of Paul's... It's credited as one of Paul's letters to the church, and many believe that this is a letter that was to be circulated around to different churches, and the goal of this is to help the church understand its ultimate goal and desire, and and pattern of growth. And so, so Paul in verse 4 says there is one body. The theme is one, and there is one body. Now, let's talk about what that means, because in this room, in this sanctuary right now, there's probably about 500 individual physical bodies, right? And Here's the problem. Somewhere along the way, from when Jesus came and Scripture was revealed until now, somewhere along the way, the the thoughts started to creep into the church and into Christians' mind that our faith is a private matter, and, and that our faith is to be lived between me and God and nobody else. Have you ever heard something like that, you just take care of you, you just get right with God, don't worry about anyone else. This is It's between you and God, and we have privatized our faith. We've made it a private thing, and there are many people who believe they are following Christ, and they are mature Christians who are not at all connected to other Christians. It's easy for us to think that our faith is private. It's between us. But Paul says right here, and this is huge, there is one body. You know what that means? That means my faith is not just between me and God. My faith interacts with, is a part of your faith. We are in this together. We are one body. It's not just, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to leave you guys behind, and I'm going to do my thing and make sure I'm right. If you are on this journey, if you are called to be in relationship with God, if you are following Christ, then you are a part of one body. So yes, in this sanctuary, there's maybe 500 individual physical bodies, but if we are following Christ, I want you to understand, this is important, we are one body. Somewhere along the line, I think we've, we've missed this, but the truth is, as we see all through Scripture, as we see in the early church, as we see in Paul's writings, as we see all through Scripture, we are called to be one body. That means your faith is more than just you and God. It's us together together serving and growing. In fact, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. So Dale, come on up here. I'm sorry, I didn't tell him I was going to do this. I'm getting a lot of people. Everyone's getting up here today. Get ready. So, so Paul says, it is no longer I who live. I, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Is that true for you? Yes, I'm, I, I was pretty sure with Dale, I was safe there. So he has been crucified with Christ. It is Christ who's living in him. Guess what? I have been crucified with Christ. I'm on this journey. It is Christ who's living in, with me, so in, through me. And so guess what? We're one. How can we not be one when it's Christ who's living in us? Do you get that? This isn't... Thank you. Thank you. You did great. Give him a round of applause. You gave my kids a round of applause. Let's make him feel good. I want you to understand this. We are called to be one body. And so please don't miss this this morning. Our journey of growth and faith, our journey to grow is not a private matter. It's not meant to be private. We are one body and we are called to grow together. If Christ is living in me and Christ is living in Dale, then guess what? We are together in this journey, and we are called to grow together. And I'm blessed to get to grow in my faith alongside Dale and all of you. And so our faith isn't private. We are one body. We are together. And so that's why church is so important because that's what we're doing here. We're growing together. We're the body together. Faith isn't about getting a golden ticket and leaving everyone behind. Faith is about understanding God's love for you. Faith is about becoming like Christ who who did what? Gave himself for the Father and for others. And so we're all in this together. Turn to each other and say, we're in this together. Say, grow up. Say, grow up. Come on, have some fun with it. Get a little attitude. Say, grow up. But then say, hey, we're in this together. All right, here we go. The church is super important. We need each other. We are called to each other. And as we grow, we should grow with each other as one body. That means when one of us hurts, when one of us falls, when one of us loses our faith, it affects all of us. And you can see this in churches all the time. Sometimes it's with leadership, but sometimes it's not. When one person falls, it, it affects all of us. And vice versa, when, when one person grows, it helps all of us, and the body is being built. So I want you to understand you're a part of something bigger than just you and God in this private faith. You're a part of one body of Christ. And so we move on into verse 7. And he says, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. There's another four words I want to focus on here. But to each one of us, these four words. Grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers listen to this, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness in Christ. So did you hear all that? First part, God has given us grace Second part, he's given us teachers and preachers and apostles and prophets to do what? To do all the work? No, to equip the people of God, the saints, to do the work of service to build the church. And so I want us to understand that so that we can grow in maturity and grow in unity and grow together and become the fullness of Christ. And so, once again, we can't miss this first part. Grace has been given. Before Paul talks about um, prophets, before Paul talks about pastors, before he talks about teachers, before he talks about your spiritual gifts, before he talks about any of that, you know what he says? Christ, through grace, has given you things to be used in the church. This is really important. Because I think sometimes... We think that our gifts and our abilities are something for us to determine how it should be used, but this says Christ has given us grace, has apportioned us grace, and then has given us jobs and tasks to do. Here's the truth. Without the grace of God, you can offer nothing to the kingdom of God. Without the grace of God, you can offer nothing. You can be as talented as you want, but if it's not through the grace of God, you can offer nothing. But God has given us, and you know what? If you are talented, guess what? That came from God. And I I was thinking about this. These talents, these gifts that were given, some of you are gifted at just caring for others. Some of you are gifted at sending cards. I get cards, and thank you for that. Some of you are gifted... Singers, and some of you are gifted speakers, and some of you are just gifted at all sorts of different things. But I don't want you to get a big head and think that God is that that that's all yours and that you're so great and God's just borrowing your gifts. I want you to understand that the gifts you've been given come from God and they have a purpose. And without God, without God, you wouldn't have those gifts, and so you've been given gifts to use for the kingdom. I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday, the idea of a gift. Sometimes we start to think of things as rights. Sometimes we think of things as things we own that are really gifts from God. And if God gives you a gift, it's not something you, you get to say, "Oh, that's, I, I did this, I came up with this. It's for my own good. This is something God has given us to use. And so God has given us grace and given us gifts. And there's something else that's huge in here. Paul, Paul said, outlines the leadership offices of the church. He says there's apostles, there's evangelists, there's prophets, there's preachers, there's teachers. And so he talks about gifts. Each one of us has been given the gifts of grace. And then he says, and then Christ gave the apostles, the preachers, the evangelists, the teachers. I'm leaving one out, that's fine, move on. And so we have these leadership roles in the church that Christ instituted. And he, and he did that and gives them a job, and their job is what? We just talked about this. It's to do all the work, right? So that you can come sit and be comfortable. Yeah, it's my job to do everything. It's the leadership job to help everyone grow, to build the body, right? No, no. The leader's job the preacher, the teacher, the prophet, the evangelist, the whatever else I keep forgetting, the apostle. Their job is to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. Each of us has something to contribute. It is not my job to do everything. It is my job to help equip you to build each other up and to build the church. And so each of us has something to contribute. It is Our job to build the church, to lift each other up. So sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, we we have pastors for that. We have preachers for that. I got bad news for you. If your plan to grow spiritually is fully contingent on my preaching, you're in some trouble. (laughs) You're in some trouble. If your plan to grow spiritually for your kids is fully contingent on Pastor Jay and Pastor Teresa and Pastor Emily... Um, leading them in everything, guess what? That's not it. Our job is to equip you to serve and to build each other up. And so each of us has something to contribute, and we want to equip you to grow. And so I want you to get this picture today. You saw my kids. We're a family together. We're growing together. We live in a house together. We're, We're helping each other out. You saw Eli holding Jack Eli helps take care of Jack. Eli, they help each other learn. That's what this is. We are called to lift each other up, to help each other grow. And so each of us contributes as we're equipped to build the body. So, so that brings the question, what are we growing into? And, and he addresses that here. He says, to equip the people for work service so that the, the body of Christ may be built up. And then here are the four things. Until we reach the unity of the faith... And in the knowledge of the Son of God, and, and we become mature, attaining to the measure of, of the fullness of Christ. So there it is. What are we to grow up in? We're to grow up in unity of faith. You know what that means? Our faith and our relationships, you've heard it several times today, they're important. And they matter. And we are called to grow in unity. We are called to grow together together. To be one, not to split apart because we don't agree on things, not to split apart because I'm further along than you, but to grow together as one, unified. Number two, to grow in knowledge of the Son of God. This is huge. We can't reflect Christ if we don't know Christ. And so as we build each other up, we're growing in our knowledge of Christ. We're growing in our knowledge of God. And so we build each other up, so that we can grow in unity and in a relationship. We can grow in knowledge of God. We can become more mature. And then number four, attaining to the fullness of Christ. Do you know what we're growing into? We're growing into one body that looks and feels and acts and flows from Christ. And so that's what we're growing. That's what we're moving upward towards is Christ likeness. And our relationships, and our unity, and our knowledge, and our maturity. And so, so then Paul moves on in verse 14, and he spells it out a little bit more what this is gonna look like. He says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. So we get this picture of infants. Then we won't be infants. You know, I love Jack. He's my youngest child, but if that boy doesn't eat by like 4.30, he turns into a gremlin. If he's tired, if he's not in bed, if he didn't get enough sleep the night before, it's, it's trouble. And I, you know, that's true for all of us in a way, but as we grow... We become more stable and hopefully we're not throwing fits every time we get a little bit hungry or a little bit tired. And, and what Paul is saying is if we'll grow together, if we'll grow in relationship, if we'll grow in knowledge, if we'll grow in the fullness of Christ, then we won't be like infants who are tossed and turned back and forth, but we'll grow strong and mature in our faith and we'll be solid. And so he says we won't be swayed by things. Instead, verse 15, speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And so we won't be infants tossed back and forth. But it says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow in every respect to be like Christ. Now, I want to talk about this. I'm going to wrap up soon, but I want to talk about this. Speaking the truth in love. It's not easy to hear the truth sometimes, is it? It's not easy. In fact, I was just down in Nashville at the, at the NFL draft. A couple of us went down for a few days, and there were the guys on the streets. We have them out here sometimes that are holding up the picket signs that say, you know, if you're a sinner, you're going to go to hell and say, you know, one of them said potty mouth people are going to go to hell, and all of these signs, and they're yelling into the, the megaphone, into this crowd. There are 150,000 people out there, most of them out there to party and have a good time, and, and these people were, they were speaking truth, but they weren't speaking it in love. They're yelling at people. They're broadcasting, and you know what I saw over and over again? I saw people laughing, not moving towards Christ, but moving away from Christ because of what they were doing. But it says, instead, speaking the truth in love, let me give you another example. When I first started preaching, I didn't ask Megan if this was okay, so I might be in some trouble, but when I first started preaching, Megan one day said, hey, um, you know, you say the word, um, I just said it, by the way, you say the word, um, a lot when you preach. And at first, I was like, back off! (laughs) Come on, I'm okay! And then I thought about it. And then I watched myself a couple times, and I realized that I was saying the word, um, like four million times every time I got up here. And the truth is, Megan's goal wasn't to take me down a notch. Megan's goal wasn't to hurt me. Megan's goal was to help me grow out of love. And so I watched myself and I realized I was doing something that I probably could do better. And so I changed some things. And I don't think I say um as much as I used to. One of the things I change is I write everything I say right here. I don't always say everything I write, but I write everything I'm gonna say. And that's changed things. And so do you see how this works? She in love spoke truth to me to help me grow, and I grew. Because I knew she loved me and had my interest at heart. So this says, this gives us a picture that if we will love each other, then we will grow together. Guess what? We can't speak the truth in love if we're not intimately connected to each other. If we're not friends with each other, if we don't know each other, if if we're not growing together, then we can't speak the truth to each other. Because it's when somebody speaks the truth to you that you don't think loves you, what do you do? I'm good. What's wrong with you? But when someone loves you, there are several of you that I'll get emails every once in a while, and guess what? I know they come from love, and sometimes I get things that I don't think come from love, but that's okay. I wanna grow. And we, as we speak truth to each other in love, will grow together to become mature, to grow into Christ. And so verse 16 says, from him, the whole body, joined together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So what he's saying there is, from Christ, we grow and build each other up in love as each of us does our part. So our vision is upward. We're going to grow to be more like Christ. We understand from this scripture that we are one body growing together. That happens through Christ as we build each other up by speaking the truth and loving each other. Loving each other in love. In love as each of us does our part. And so, I want you to understand that through Christ, we build each other up. And as we build each other up, the body grows. I want us to grow. I want you to grow. I want your kids to grow. I want everyone in here to grow along that scale. But God wants that. God wants each of us to grow. But we don't do that by going and hiding somewhere. We do that by coming together and growing together and speaking truth to each other and loving each other and holding each other accountable. And so earlier, you looked at each other and said, grow up. Turn and say, grow up. I'm, I'm almost done. Turn and say, grow up. Now turn and say this. Now turn and say this, because this is huge. Say, I'm with you. Turn and say, I'm with you. Okay? Now on that sheet of paper that you had earlier, you, you tore off part, and you, you told us in that survey where, where you thought you were, and you filled that out. But but then I want you to look at the rest of that paper. Hold that up. You've got it in your hand. I want you to take a look over this when we leave. Because we, we know that God's will is for each of us to grow, and we know that the way we grow is together in relationship by growing in unity of faith and by growing in knowledge of the Son of God and growing in maturity to the fullness of Christ. So what we've done here is we have listed a bunch of ways that you can be one with each other and grow. There's connection classes. There's prayer groups. There's discipleship mentoring opportunities. There's, there's different things that you can work through issues with each other on. There's things that staff members are going to lead to help connect with you and help you grow. Here's the thing. You are called to grow in Christ, but you are not called to grow in Christ by yourself. You are called to grow in Christ together together with all of us as one body. And so I want to challenge you to do something. I want you to take this, and maybe in that survey you said, I'm super connected and I'm in a discipleship group and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm, I'm really a part of the body and I'm growing. And if that's you, that's great. Continue to grow. But I have a feeling there's, there's a lot of people in here who are walking this journey on their own. And I want to ask you to connect to the one body. I want to ask you to grow in Christ by joining together with each other and becoming one and knowing Christ and unifying our faith and and being filled with the fullness of Christ. So take this, read it, look at these opportunities and find a way to connect to others because we will grow when we grow together, when each one does their part, when each one loves and builds each other up. Let me pray for us. Father, We love you today, and I thank you for each person that's here, and it is great to come together. It's great to love each other, and Lord, I just pray that you will continue to call us to grow no matter where we're at on that journey. And so, Lord, help us to take this list, these things that are happening, and help us to invest in each other and invest in the body and each of us to do our part so that we can become one and that we can become like you. And so, Lord, we love you, and we want to grow upward together. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as you go, I've got a couple things. Next week, we're going to talk about outward. And we're going to do something really cool. Next week, we're going to let you out a little bit early. I'm going to talk a little shorter. I owe you a little bit from today. And we're going to go out, and we're going to have a job fair or a ministry fair in the gym where you get to see all of the ways that we are trying to reach out and serve our community and each other. And I want each of us next week to be thinking about what God might be calling us to do to serve outward. That's coming next week. So thank you for coming today. And as you go, make sure you grab one of the car decals. The teens are going to be back there handing them out. But thank you for coming. And as you go, go as one body and grow in Christ. Have a great day.